Good afternoon and welcome to Vintage Orange here on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Ellen Bell and good to be with you today. It's been a couple weeks since I've been live on air and I've I've missed all of you. I'm glad to be back here talking Orange County history here on Vintage Orange. This is what we do every week at four o'clock and I have a special guest with me today. I have a um, intern Kevin is with me today. Say hello Kevin. Good afternoon, Irvine. <laughs> no fear having a better radio voice than me and being a trainee. That's not fair at all. But uh, Kevin, I'm glad to have you here. Um, as anybody who's listened to this show for a while and knows that I tend to push the wrong button every now and then. Sometimes I don't turn my microphone on. You know, it's kind of um, a comedy of errors sometimes uh, with me on the radio. So I'm kind of amazed that I'm actually training someone. <laughs> so um, watch out. That's my full disclaimer. But welcome. And, and thank you for having me, and I, I feel blessed to have you as a, as a trainer. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that, and I think you're going to enjoy it, as everybody else will today. We have, we're doing a city spotlight, as we do on, on Vintage Orange, and every once in a while, we focus on one of the s- communities here in Orange County and kind of give a little bit of the background. I, I ask a local expert about the history of the town, but also we try and transition to the modern-day time and kind of connect the dots a little bit between the past and the present. And so this week... We're going to be doing that in the city of Huntington Beach. And uh, since it's a warm day, I figure it's appropriate to go to the beach. And uh, to help me do that is my friend Chris Jepson, who is president of the Orange County Historical Society. And uh, you also might know him as the Orange County Answer Man. He has a, a regular feature in an Orange Coast magazine where he talks about little-known facts of Orange County history. He also has a really wonderful uh website about Orange County history that I can recommend. It's um, OC History Roundup. Uh, Chris, forgive me if I didn't say that right. It is on uh, my website, the links to it. Uh, my website is www.vintageorange.blogspot.com. And you can check that out for all the links to Chris Jepson and his work. So Chris and I had a chance to talk about Huntington Beach, and uh, we're going to take you there right now. Well, thank you, Chris, for being with me today. I appreciate it. Welcome back to Vintage Orange. Thanks. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about your hometown um, of Huntington Beach. And this is something that we're trying to do here where we kind of uh, spotlight a certain city in Orange County and to try and give like a, a little bit of a background, a little short history lesson, if you will, um, of, of the town and give people a sense of not just what it is today, but uh, how it came to be. So that's why you're here. Okay. So well, I thank, think we can do that. Thank you with that. So where where do we get started with what's the story beginning of Huntington Beach? Well, first I'm, I'm going to put a little caveat on this and say okay. when you talk about the history of Huntington Beach, uh, mainly what people uh, think of and really because of our time constraints, probably what we'll be talking mainly about today is Huntington Beach proper, the old downtown Huntington Beach, okay. uh, everything that kind of extends up from, you know, up from the Huntington Beach Pier. Um, but uh, Huntington Beach has grown so much over its history that it has really come to absorb a lot of other communities. Uh, and so, and each of those have their own histories, and we could probably spend a whole program talking about I- any one of those, mm-hmm. Wintersburg, mm-hmm. Ocean View, Smeltzer, Los Patos, places like that. And now even Sunset Beach is part of Huntington Beach. So all of these places are unique and interesting, too, but to just uh, uh, dive in into Huntington Beach proper, um, 
Well, really, the whole area starts out like the rest of Orange County as as a ran as you know ranchos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's Rancho Las Bolsas, which is uh, given to uh, deeded to Manuel Nieto, who's a soldier, a Spanish soldier, in 1874. So we do have a little history going back. Right. Um, it ends up going through his family. The Rancho Bolsa Chica is split off from it as a separate rancho. Um, and then eventually, again, like the rest of Orange County, um, you get into the 1860s, and this stuff starts falling out of the hands of the old Rancho families. Abel Stearns purchases the property. Okay. Uh, he's a major landholder in California. and But... He's buying. He ends up buying the property in the early 1860s, and he's hit, as everyone else was, with floods and droughts, and it was a terrible time. I mean, right. we think about the drought we have now, but we've we've been through some really ugly ones before, and mm-hmm. that that was those droughts really killed off the rancho life uh, here, and so he puts all of his land into a trust called the Robinson Trust, and uh, that that's set up to sell off the land and um, you know re- recoup money, and so a lot of communities start off buying. You know, it's it's really it's some developer with a dream, and they buy up land from the Robinson Trust and start laying out a town, and um, so while all that's happening. You know, we've got other things going on around what became Huntington Beach. You know, that whole area that's between the mesas, the Mm -hmm. river bottom, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, back in the old days, the river just switched around and moved backward and forth wherever it wanted to. Sometimes it was up by Beach Boulevard. Sometimes it was where it is now and out by Costa Mesa. And But a lot of the old property descriptions said, you know, the Rancho line is the river. Right. And... So what happened was a lot of people realizing that the river kept moving back and forth said, well, anything on either side of that's fair game. Anything that the, the river is run on either side of, well, it can't be part of either property. So it's fair to go out and just homestead. Okay. And so we had all these squatters out there, and they really are some of the first people living in what we, you know, uh, the, the, the first white settlers living in what we think of as as uh, Huntington Beach. Um so this is and, in the mid 1860s. Um, yeah, yeah, you're looking at yeah, you're looking at 1870s, okay. 1880s. Um, okay. But eventually, a court decision comes down in uh, 1889, saying no, you can't do that. It really all belongs to Stearns, and you neither need to pay him or you need to get out. Okay. Some people decided to stay. Some people got out. But that was those are some of our early pioneers actually came out of that. Um, so. Late 1890s, we're getting into the Bolsa Chica Gun Club uh, moves in. We have uh, a lot of the, the rich and powerful movers and shakers from Los Angeles come down, and they have a gun club down at, what, at what's now Bolsa Chica. And, you know, it's full of birds, it's full of water, it's a place to go hunting. Mm-hmm. And they have a very lavish grounds, and uh, that kind of helps set the stage for Huntington Beach, too. The Newport Railroad comes in about the same time. Right. Uh, Santa Ana and Newport Railroad provides access to or easier access to this area and then you get early pioneers starting to move in like the Newland family who wants to come and they farm and they help 
set up the first schools and and that sort of thing going on. But there was no Huntington Beach. There was they just called the beach area down here. They just called it Shell Beach, uh-huh. and um, for obvious reasons, there were a lot of shells down there. <laughs> and, uh, and or sometimes they just say the beach below yeah. Santa Ana. Okay. It tells you how little was out here, yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, 1901, the land, a big swath of land that we now think of as, as Huntington Beach, is purchased by uh, a guy named Phil Stanton. He's a political mover and shaker. He's a he's a developer. Uh, Stanton also created um, uh, Seal Beach and the city of Stanton, not surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but uh, he and some fellow investors put together the West Coast Land and Water Company, and they create, they decide they're going to create this sort of beach resort type town, uh, you know, with little beach cottages, a place people can get away and and uh, um, you know, come down from L.A. And, and enjoy a week or a month or what have you down at the beach. And they call it Pacific City. So would this be kind of like a contemporary to like Atlantic City, basically? Well, that was his idea, was <laughs> that this would grow into something impressive like In Atlantic Jersey, City. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. was the beginnings of that. Okay. And this is, this is about 1901. It lasts all of about 18 months before he gets a better <laughs> offer. <laughs> and because, you know, it's a money-making thing, mm-hmm. and somebody waved more money, and that somebody was Henry Huntington, who was the big real estate uh, tycoon and heir and uh, who owned the Pacific Electric Railway. And who better, in a way, uh, because the real problem for how do you get people to this isolated spot? Remember, there's no Pacific Coast Highway, there's no Highway 39, there's there's nothing, there's no 405 freeway. How do you get out there? Henry Huntington's plan with his Huntington Beach Company, and by the way, yes, he renames the town Huntington Beach, he yeah. and his fellow investors. Are they fair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you they, in the town, you get to name it. Exactly. So they come in, and uh, he and his fellow investors decide, okay, we're going to build this out as a resort destination, and we're going to run the Pacific Electric line out there. So it does, it does two things. A, it gets customers for Huntington's Pacific Electric red car trolleys that are already traversing you know, all of Los Angeles, and now here's a long run. They can they can go go out to the end of the run, and here's this beach escape. Mm-hmm. And so it's selling tickets for the trolleys, and it's also selling lots because they own the land. Now you can sell little beach cottages. Now you can, um, you know, have other. Uh, you know, you can have a. They built the Huntington Inn down there, Huntington Beach Inn, which was. Uh, a big, uh, a big going concern um, right down, uh, like the end of I want to say end of Sixth Street. Great big uh, craftsman style thing. You know, there's a there's a story uh, that, that one of the old Southern California jokes <laughs> was the, the the mother and child get on the the uh, Huntington's red car up in uh, up in L A up in uh, up by Huntington Gardens, right, and then they go down past Huntington park and then they take it down to Huntington Beach and they take their bags they get off the, the trolley in Huntington Beach and they go check in at the Huntington Beach Inn and then they walk out to the you know after they check their bags they go and they walk out to the end of the Huntington Beach Pier and they get to the end and the child looks up at, at, at her mother and says 
Mommy, does Mr. Huntington own the ocean, too? <laughs> well, it well, certainly would have appeared that way, right? Yes, yeah. So they are the ones that, that, you know, they put in a pier, they put in a dance pavilion down at the foot of the pier, they put in the inn. They're creating a town. Yeah. And, uh, and it starts, it's, like I say, it starts with Stanton and Pacific City, and it continues with, with Huntington and... Uh, there, uh, Huntington Beach Company, you know, remains a, uh, a significant force for you know uh, almost a century in town, um, and and they really run things until about 1920 mm-hmm. when the oil boom hits. They okay. discover oil, and this is we suddenly go from this sleepy getaway where people are coming down with their families for the weekend to enjoy the coast and the beach and what have you and and uh to suddenly you have thousands of roughnecks they called them the men that worked the oil rigs flooding in from places like Texas and Oklahoma these you know young burly single men uh, coming in in huge numbers, and as you might imagine, the tenor of the town changed quite a bit, <laughs> a almost bit. almost overnight. Uh, Standard Oil had their first big uh, first big strike in September of 1920, and uh, suddenly downtown was uh, you know there were bars and pool halls and uh, you know wild living and. Uh, it uh, it changed a lot, but it also brought money with it. It yeah. brought development and money, and uh, we were able to build uh, beautiful schools that were the envy of many other Orange County communities. We were able to, you know, build other you know uh, public edifices that you know, the, the money was there, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that was happening. The the oil boom brought a lot of attention to Huntington Beach. And it just kind of continued on. Oil continued to be the the major player. We had some other smaller booms that followed, but it never really went away. We yeah. still have a major oil oil business in Huntington Beach, although they're a lot better at hiding the the, the pumping. Yes, uh, well, I, I love some of the old pictures, um, the vintage pictures of Huntington Beach, and that stretch along what is now you know the PCH and all that, and just this sea of oil derricks. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know you just think of the aesthetics of that that you have this gorgeous stretch and swath of sandy beach and it's bordered by just these you know um, like a forest of of oil derricks oh yeah uh, were people moving so was the development was the population of huntington beach growing at this time or was it more just industry related well, it, yeah, the population boomed because of the oil, mm-hmm. really. Um, it, it grew a great deal, although it was a very transient population to a large degree. You know, these, these people would come in, they would okay. work, they'd have temporary work, and then they'd be out. There were some people who stayed, though, and put down, put down roots. Um, I always think it's kind of interesting, you know, as, as expensive as Huntington Beach has become to live in. Well, let's face it, that's true for all of Orange County. But, <laughs> but you know, we're right on the coast, and, and, you know, the houses just keep getting bigger. Every time a little one gets torn down, a big, huge one gets built. Yes. Um, for all of that, there's still a real blue-collar heart to Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. You really, you know, you... you when you deal with people and you go into the businesses and and uh, and and you, you, you talk to people in restaurants or, or what have you, it's um, 
there's a there is definitely a, a blue collar heart to, to Huntington Beach that doesn't uh, that doesn't go away even as the prices go up. I think and that's that's very accurate, and I you know Huntington Beach is not a posh place. If you compare it with some of its neighbors, like certainly Newport Beach um, has a completely different, more of a Riviera feel and more of an exclusive. Um, community feel but Huntington Beach is definitely more uh, like a you know prog- populous just a very um, more democratic with a small d place uh, right. Um, right. and I, I think that's very accurate so you think that roots of that come from that the oil business I think that's in. a lot of it it kind of set the tone mm-hmm. for what's Huntington Beach like and some of that personality is is still there um, you know the the 50s and 60s Things, you know, the the market and the housing and all that changed a lot. And I suppose if you look in other parts of town, not the old historic downtown, the old historic Huntington Beach, if you look at other parts of town, you you, you do see other demographics. Yeah. Um, you do see it, it it it's different. If you look to, uh, well, the fifties and sixties, I should just say. Uh, are our real boom. I mean, yes, right. we had the oil boom, but it's the tracked housing boom of those post-war years where our population just is growing exponentially all the time, and and uh, we're building out into what were all the farm fields, all the agriculture around town, and uh, you know uh, what's left of what's left of. Uh, soggy marshy areas being drained and mm-hmm. filled and um well it weren't even some of the oil fields kind of giving way a little bit to um development at that time oh sure as as fields as, as a well dried up or, or what have you they'd cap it and then start building stuff right. right there um in fact sometimes they wouldn't even cap it sometimes they'd build stuff while the drills were still going you'd be people with front yards with wells in it mm-hmm. uh with wells in them which was kind of a joke i mean people come from other parts of the country and they'd come here and they'd come down to the beach and they go there's people with oil wells in their front yard this is this is insane and they'd write home about it and you um you know that was a really uh, you know for somebody like me who grew up in huntington beach that doesn't seem weird at all that's just like yeah okay sure sure why not that makes sense uh but uh but yeah to most of the world apparently that's a weird thing <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen everywhere. So you have this kind of a, a marriage or a blend of tourism and the oil industry and just mass amount of residential development going on, and that's still right. kind of this, the case, would you say? Well, I'd say the, the tract housing boom um, really has kind of started to level off mm-hmm. um, in, in recent years. And that's just because we've run out of land. <laughs> yeah, where are you going to put Where do you put more? <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, it's an interesting situation to be in for, for Huntington Beach. It's it's kind of a new concept. I mean, it we started out with the railroad kind of owning us. Then we had oil owned us, you know, the oil interests. And, and then the developers ran everything. And now... There's an opportunity, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now, now the pessimist would tell you it's an opportunity to sell our citizens down the river to any corporation that waves enough campaign money. But an <laughs> optimist, I would say, says we've now got the opportunity to have a government that's more responsive to the ordinary citizen, mm-hmm. and because we don't have one mega interest in Huntington Beach anymore, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of been. 
uh, you know, it's 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 been broken up. It's many people with many interests, yeah. and uh, there's there's nobody that's that can necessarily hold the reins. Well, there is, you know, the new development that's happening um, in Huntington Beach, especially like around the pier, and it seems to me like there's a new tourism uh, rebirth with the Pacific City area and all sure, of that. Sure, there's a lot of infill, and yeah, the tourism rebirth has been a big has been a big push, mm-hmm. and that's had pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, to it, I mean, there are the obvious pros and benefits to the economy, um, and uh, but and and certainly it's helped with. Hey, now we've got some money to do some, uh, you know, let's gussy up some parts of town that that needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also the real downside. I mean, it was decided in the '80s that the cause of all the trouble downtown, because downtown had gotten pretty rough. Mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. think of downtown Huntington Beach in the 70s, it probably wasn't where you were going to let your kids just go walk, you know, walk around right. by themselves for the day. Right. Um, but they, there was sort of a, a this idea on the part of civic leaders that the problem was all these old buildings. The problem was, <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, it's old architecture. It's outdated architecture is what causes crime and causes people to take drugs and causes, you know, that makes uh, sense. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so some towns think it's neon. That neon, that that lighted gas in tubes on signs is what makes is what makes people do those things. But uh, they decided it was the architecture, and so the '80s saw most of our historic core gutted badly and you know trying to give i occasionally will give historical tours downtown mm-hmm. and it is a little bit like you know you're you're <laughs> you're walking through a mouth where almost all the teeth are missing yeah. it's it, you're you're pointing out the little bits and pieces it's it's, it's an exercise in urban archaeology it's like <laughs> well look back behind this alley there's this thing and you can see that and not that there isn't good stuff to see there yes. is and uh, but it's um, it's very different, and I, I I'm not sure that you know if you look at a community like Orange, which faced the same thing, they were in a real tough spot with their downtown in the '70s, very almost identical in nature to mm-hmm. to where we were in Huntington Beach, and uh, the they brought you know they ended up bringing in antique shops, and things turned around, yeah. went from blighted to a popular place to be, and now, who doesn't love right. downtown Orange now? Yeah, it's become and like I a think, celebrated I think, place. Yeah, I think Huntington Beach could have been, could have done that, and but we've kind of got these sort of big, lumpy, band-aid-colored pseudo-Mediterranean things instead of historic architecture. And, and uh, not to uh, disparage another city, but I think Brea had a similar situation happen. They lost yes. a lot of their ta- um, vintage old town in, in for taking over a, a new development, which, you know, you can say modern people who are living there now say, well, this is great. We've got all this new stuff and new restaurants. But, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that the old, that there couldn't have been more foresight in, in blending those two ideas. And um, Sure. If you haven't lived there your whole life, yeah. you, don't, you don't know what it was. So it's just like, oh, well, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, help me out then, Chris. So if I'm in Huntington Beach and I'm visiting for the first time or I haven't been in a long time, where would you send me so I could see a little bit of the um, the authentic Huntington Beach experience? <laughs> hmm. um, that's, a good, that's a good question. You know, um, would it be by the pier or would, what do you think? 
Yeah, well, I think I think by the pier is a good spot to start. It's it's central. Everyone knows it, and yeah, you need to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I would also say start on an overcast day when school is in session, mm, because okay. then it won't be all people from out of town. Yes, yes, then <laughs> you really it's, it's very hard to get the feel downtown anymore of what. Uh, what Huntington Beach is like because everybody's from Riverside. So <laughs> go yeah, on an off, go in the off season on a nice overcast day. Good tip. Start Good tip. down at the pier. Um, you know, stop at Dwight's for strips and cheese. You know, that's the classic snack food. The Clapp family has run the concessions down by the pier for gener- many generations. And now. what are strips and cheese? Um, they're, it really, it's tortilla strips uh-huh. rather than chips. And they, I think they, they make them themselves there and they do, uh, and then they have their own special red sauce. I think that's the key. And then mounds of finely shredded cheddar. So okay. <laughs> it's, it's just what you do. And anytime you talk to people who are longtime Huntington beach people who grew up, you know, on the beaches there, they they'll they'll tell you about it. That's where you go, but Dwight's. I'd, okay, got yeah, it. I'd go there and and then head up, uh, probably head up Maine past the surf shops and and see, like I say, what what does remain of the historic core. There's mm-hmm. a you know there's a great 1930s WPA post office. There's um, some of uh, a few of the old uh, Western Falls front buildings left from you know the early oil and maybe even a couple from the pre-oil days mm-hmm. still to be found um there's uh you know there's there's some interesting stuff there i'd say take some detours maybe go out some of the residential streets from you know about about second on out to about mm, 12th or 13th or something there's still a lot of interesting early early architecture you know things from oiler cottages the little houses that were built for the oil workers on up to some beautiful craftsmen homes scattered around i think the helm worthy house is a, a really great one it's at uh, walnut and sixth and it's okay. just a short walk from main street there it's the same family has owned it since you know the beginning, like the first year of Huntington Beach, yeah. and and the same families in it. They own the big building, which is the old the old Helm uh, old Helm Furniture Store, uh, right behind it, which is now an antique store they run. And then the home is right on the corner there. So they still and live that in the home, home. They still live in the home. Oh, that's awesome. And and that house was brought from Santa Ana, rolled on logs, and pulled by mules in the 1890s. Wow! So you know, there's some fun stuff like that that are that's around. I I I go up Maine on up to like Lake Park and Farquhar Park area. I think that's a beautiful area of downtown and really kind of representative of old Huntington Beach. And you can see the tower from Huntington Beach High School from there. Very uh, cool. Now, we have to do something surf-related, though, because you can't go to Surf City. Would you suggest going to the International Surf Museum? Um, Is that sure, kind of yeah. near in that general that's, vicinity? That, that's going to take you past that. That's just off, That's again, just a short jog off of Main Street, about a block. And uh, as I understand, that's uh, Dr. Hawes' old office, mm-hmm. which has now been turned, which is another piece of great Art Deco uh, architecture. And yeah, cram packed full of surfing history, and yeah. not just from here, but from uh, from around the world. Um, that uh, you know that that Deco thing. Somebody was telling me that Huntington Beach doesn't have its unique style of architecture, and I always say. It did, and that's a fine example yeah. um, that that we got hit in the 30s with 
this the the Long Beach earthquake in mm, in thirty three right. that did enormous damage to Huntington Beach and we but we rebuilt and shortly thereafter there was WPA money all this federal uh, you know New Deal money to do civic projects so we ended up with all these great Art Deco and modern buildings in that era, and that, I think that style really defined uh, Huntington Beach for a lot of its history. The city pool still a good example. It's mm. still still up, uh, still uh, still there in downtown, and and a few other things like the Surf Museum. So there are little traces. You just have to know where to look, and you have to be able to take the time to look a little more closely than sure. than whizzing by on PCH um, or just with the masses of of crowds there on the weekend at the beach. That there's you got to look a little deeper. Sure. And I would also say once you've once you've done the little downtown loop, head on up the coast and go to Bolsa Chica, and and go for a hike up there. Mm-hmm. I usually start from the back off of Bolsa, Bolsa Chica Avenue, and and you've got it's just this layer cake of local history. You've got uh, you know the oil traces of the oil industry, some of it's still active. You've got nature, all the natural you know elements, the birds, the animals. You've got ruins of the old Bolsa Chica Gun Club uh, from the 1890s, and then you've got traces of the old World War II gun emplacements where we were defending our coastline against uh, Japanese invasion. So another good spot to go. A a history hike. Okay, so I'm seeing several itineraries on my calendar there. That sounds good. (laughs) But definitely I'm going to hit the pier and... and, uh and Dwight's, that sounds really good to me. That's <laughs> right. really good. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much, Chris. I know we could go on and on, but that's that I really enjoyed hearing that a, a little bit more of the interesting. I learned something that I didn't know, and um, that's always a success for me when I'm able to, to listen and hear something new for the first time. So thank you for sharing the history of your hometown with me. Anytime.